everybody. Welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is January 28th. Today, we are going to start a brand new Come Follow Me blog. This week, we're going to be studying 1 Nephi chapter 16 through 22. And there is so much in these chapters. These chapters are rich, and I'm so excited to study them with you. But that being said, I'm going to rob Peter to pay Paul again this week. I'm sorry. (laughs) Chances are I'll just do it next week and this will go on and on and on until we finish the Book of Mormon. But there are just a couple of really amazing principles in 1 Nephi chapter 15 that I just want to touch on briefly. Hopefully we'll get into chapter 16 today as well. But let's just take a look at some of these things because it's really, really cool. So starting out in verse one of chapter 15, it says, and it came to pass that after I, Nephi, had been carried away in the spirit and seen all of these things, I returned to the tent of my father. And so he returns and it talks about Laman and Lemuel there, but look at what happens in verse six. He returns after having this vision and it says in verse six, and it came to pass that after I had received my strength. I spake unto my brethren, desiring to know of them the cause of their disputations. What I love there is how Nephi says he returns from having this vision, and then once he regains his strength from having that vision, then he goes and he talks to his brothers. This is something that we consistently see in the scriptures and that we consistently see in church history. The idea of strong spiritual experiences draining people of their strength. In Moses chapter one, after God appears to him and after he sees worlds without number, it says that it was many hours before he received his natural strength. In Joseph Smith history, we see the same thing. After the first vision, it says that when his strength returned, then he went on his way and continued. We see that after his visitation from Moroni, it talks about his strength being gone from that. In the history of the church, it talks about the experience that Joseph Smith and Sidney Rigdon had when they received the vision found in section 76. Now, that vision happened during the school of the prophet. So there were other people around, but Joseph and Sidney were seeing this vision and they were talking back and forth to one another saying, this is what I see. The other would say, yes, I see that too. I'm seeing this. And they had that vision. And that's what is recorded in Doctrine and Covenants section 76. The funny thing about that, what the history of the church gives us of that experience, is that after that vision closed, it says that Sidney Rigdon just pretty much passed out there in the room, just absolutely exhausted. His strength was gone and he just kind of passed out. And the other men in the room said to Joseph, Joseph, is Sidney okay? And he said, oh yeah, he'll be fine. He's just not as used to it as I am. And so it shows us that having spiritual powerful experiences can be physically exhausting experiences. So it's important to understand because if we come home from church and have to take a nap, we can just chalk it up to having a really spiritual experience at church. (laughs) Don't quote me on that. So (laughs) here in chapter 15, he's going to return home And it says in verse four that he was grieved because of the hardness of the hearts of his brothers. They were still disputing. They were still saying they didn't understand Lehi's vision. And so after Nephi receives his strength again, he goes to talk to his brother and try to understand what they're arguing about, what they're talking about. Verse seven says, behold, we cannot understand the words which our father has spoken concerning the natural branches of the olive tree and also concerning the Gentiles. 
So they're fighting and they're getting mad because they're saying, we don't understand. We don't get it. And then Nephi asks such a simple question. He says, have ye inquired of the Lord? It seems like such a simple question, but it's so important when it comes to gospel learning. Basically, Nephi is asking, well, what have you done so that you can understand? How have you used your agency to understand? I feel like sometimes we do this a little bit. We want to understand, but if we don't right away, then we say, oh, I just don't get it. And we forget that we have agency that we need to exercise. There is a responsibility on our part to learn. We study things out in our minds and in our hearts. And then we ask God and we communicate with God about it. That is using our agency in learning. And so Nephi is asking if they've done that and inviting them to do that. But their answer is so incredibly telling. Verse 9 says, And they said unto me, We have not, for the Lord maketh no such thing known unto us. What a telling statement. They never even bothered to ask God because they assumed that God wouldn't reveal it. They were essentially choosing for the Lord what he would do in their lives. He's not going to force understanding on them. He's not going to force the spirit. He's not going to force learning. So they chose for the Lord that he wouldn't teach them by choosing not to pray and by choosing not to ask. My friends, do we sometimes do similar things to the Lord in our lives? Do we sometimes limit his power in our lives? Do we sometimes limit what he can do in our lives because we don't seek him and don't approach him, assuming that we know what the answer will be? I think in some ways I'm guilty of this sometimes. I think we all probably are sometimes. The key is to consistently go to the Lord and trusting in him, knowing that through his power, all things are possible according to his will. Now, Nephi is going to tell them kind of the keys to revelation. In verse 11, it says, Do you not remember the things which the Lord hath said? If ye will not harden your hearts and ask me in faith, believing ye shall receive with diligence in keeping my commandments, surely these things shall be made known unto you. So they're saying, we don't even ask because he doesn't show us things. And then Nephi says, let's not forget what the Lord has taught and what he's promised you. These are the keys. This is the path to revelation. First, don't harden your hearts. That's where Laman and Lemuel were at this point. They had hardened their hearts, assuming that the Lord wouldn't teach them. So he's saying, first, don't harden your hearts. Second, ask in faith. Third, believe that you shall receive. That sounds similar to asking in faith, but I actually think those are two different things. I think asking in faith means faith not only in God, but faith in his character as a God who wants to teach and reveal things to us. And then third, believing that we will receive that. So we have to have faith in God and his power to reveal, but we also have to have faith that we can receive it and faith that we can understand what's being taught to us. And then fourth, diligence in keeping the commandments. My friends, those steps are the same for us as they were for Laman and Lemuel. And this seems to humble them a little bit because they start asking him questions and he teaches them about the olive tree and the gathering of Israel. Now, something else that's really interesting about this chapter is that Laman and Lemuel start asking Nephi what different things mean. They say, well, what did the tree mean? And what did the rod of iron mean? And he starts teaching them about all these different things. Well, in verse 26, Laman and Lemuel ask, 
What meaneth the river of water which our father saw? And listen to this response. It says, And I said unto them that the water which my father saw was filthiness. And so Nephi says, Yeah, it wasn't just a river of water. It was a filthy river of water. And listen to why Nephi says that Lehi didn't necessarily describe it that way. It says, And so much was his mind swallowed up in other things that he beheld not the filthiness of the water. Now, this might seem like a little thing, but it's such an important principle for us in our days. Lehi's mind was set so much on the rod of iron and on the tree of life. His mind was so engrossed in all of these other things that he didn't see how filthy the water was. My friends, the same can be true in our lives. It can be so easy to get fixated on the wickedness of the world. It can be so easy to be fixated on the filthiness of the temptations of the adversary. But when we fixate on how dirty the water is, sometimes that's all we see. Lehi here didn't really see the filthiness of the water because his mind was so swallowed up in the good things that he was seeing. His mind was so swallowed up in the rod of iron and the word of God. His mind was so swallowed up in the tree of life and the love of God that he saw the river, he described it, he mentioned it was there, but he wasn't fixated on the filthiness of it because his focus was on the love of God and the word of God. My friends, we live in a wicked world, but if we will choose to fixate our attention on the love of God and on his word, we can let the temptations of the adversary go. We can let the wickedness of the world and the filthiness of the world go, focusing only on the love of God that he wants to show us and share with us. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.